You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. We are coming at you with a Conjuring 3 review, and it's called... The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes, yeah. So, uh, really dumb title, honestly, but I mean, what else do you expect from one of the most popular horror movie franchises that's out today? And that's horror movies. But uh, we want to give you a review right after we just watched the film. So it came out today um, on HBO Max. And in theaters. On June 4th. And we just finished it about 10 minutes ago. So and we it want, is June 4th. Yes. We want to give you our fresh, unfiltered thoughts on this movie. Once again, my dad and I have not discussed it with one another after. We went straight up and decided to record this. So um, we're going to go into a non-spoiler section uh, probably for about 5 to 10 minutes first. And then we're going to go heavy spoilers after that. And we will warn you when we're going to get into it. But I'm going to go ahead and say... This movie was entirely forgettable. I'm glad it was on HBO Max. Um, I'm also very glad I didn't pay to see it in a theater. Uh, it, it had its moments of, you know, it, it's a horror movie overall, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. I almost fell asleep. So, how about you? Oh, I'm sorry. I was asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I was afraid when I looked over at you that you were, the reason I kept looking over at you is I was afraid you were asleep. It was a total snooze fest in every way. Um, it was I dull. need to say that I didn't. I don't remember. I saw Conjuring One and Conjuring Two, and of mm-hmm. course, this series is is relatively well received. I would say in terms of the genre. Oh yeah, these are some of the higher brow films. I would say so. Um, but I don't remember the Conjuring One or Two, and I'm very close to forgetting Conjuring Three. And it's only been. 12 minutes yeah and i think that's the problem because with a horror movie obviously its job is to build tension you know and then sometimes it can be really dull when they draw out too much supposed tension over time i felt like there were a lot of scenes in this that had great potential that they sort of just wasted or that you could see coming from a mile away i also feel like with the way they did things there wasn't enough subtlety i think probably the best part was um well, I'm not going to go into that yet, but I will say it's better when you see people in the background or it leaves something to the imagination. So you're kind of thinking to yourself, it's not right in front of you, but you're like, what was that? There was just too much of that right in your face stuff. And I think that's very evident in a lot of horror movies today, which are jump scares for the most part. I don't think it was scary, though. It was not scary. There were uh, there was actually one jump scare that I rather enjoyed, and we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Yes. But otherwise, when a movie like this is an hour and 51 minutes long, you know that's a problem. Horror movies are usually short. Exactly. Very that's short. why I like them, because they're usually 90 minutes or so. But this one was an hour and 51 minutes, and it felt every bit of the 100, uh, one hour and 51 minutes. So we've been a little bit negative so far. Um, I will say a couple of the positives are, I thought the acting uh, was pretty good for the most part. Um, I really like... Ed and Lorraine Lauren. I think it's Patrick Wilson and Vera, Vera Farmiga. 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 I think she was in Bates Motel. I think she was the mom. And she is amazing in Bates Motel. For those of you who haven't seen Bates Motel, if this is your genre, and I guess it's appropriate that if we're talking about yeah. The Conjuring 3, we should we can talk about Bates Motel. Seasons 1 through 4, amazing. Season 5, one too many seasons. 
But all that said, she's amazing as Norma Bates. I really like the two of them together. I think they make for a really good sort of power couple, especially, uh, what are they called? Uh, they're... They kind of exercise people. They're ghost busters, essentially. They are. That's a great yeah, way to describe them. Yeah. I also wonder how they make money. That's what I was saying. But, I mean, I guess you get paid. I mean, you exercise a demon. Obviously, you're not doing that for free, yeah, right? You know? Like, you have, like, a going rate for that? I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I saw their house, and I was like, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I, I know, mean, right? I was like, probably pretty uh, high mortgage yeah. every month. But ultimately, I mean, what you have here are, I mean, these are... These are A-ish list actors. I mean, they really are. Patrick Absolutely. Wilson shows up in everything. He's had a really long, good career. You're right. And she's shown up in a lot of things, and she's very, very good. I think she was even nominated for an Oscar for something at one point. I also and, recognize and the older guy. Her Oscar is coming. Yeah. She's that good. Yeah. I don't know how great she is in this, but she's that good. This one won't turn any heads in terms of her performance. No pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, I feel like I've seen this movie a thousand times before. Uh, there's good aspects in terms of the characters that I like, the recurring themes that are kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple of scene setups where I was like, oh, this is a good set piece for maybe a little bit of tension. Um, I often don't find myself uh, getting tired during movies, so um, I, I that's what concerned me the most about this. I just remember it was just one long scene after another, and it's not really like I ever felt like there's too much action happening, despite... All the and despite a lot of things happening, all, exactly. Uh, despite all the you know screaming and exorcism mm -hmm. and whatnot, but um, so I think. Uh, sorry, ahead. I was going to say I have to say I'm not quite sure I completely understood it too. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure I have to understand it to either appreciate or not appreciate it. I mean, mm -hmm. one might say, well, maybe that's why you didn't enjoy it because you didn't really understand it. I, I got it. I got it enough. Yeah. Um, I thought the setup in the first twenty minutes was good. In I fact, good. I thought the best part of the film was the first 15 minutes. You know what the problem was? All the best parts were in the, in the trailer. trailer. And the trailer. Always. Seriously. Um, Gotta stop watching trailers. Yeah. Um, but I will say, there was one really cool, very uh, original sort of scene. And I think I'm done talking about non-spoilers because... Pretty much everybody probably knows how we feel, generally speaking, right now. <laughs> how, how do you feel? No, we'll, we'll get to the number of Zs later. Yeah, I will say, if you're a horror movie fan and uh, you sort of want something to watch, hey, you know what? It's free. You can give it a look if you like the Conjuring movies. But honestly, if you're not really planning on watching it, I wouldn't see a reason to recommend this. I, I would say it's probably the worst of the three Conjuring films. Um, I loved the second. I was so-so on the first, but this one is definitely the least scary, probably the least eventful, and I, I just feel forgettable for the most part. I really wanted to go back and watch the first and second one. Not before I saw this necessarily, but going into this, I thought, I'm going to go back and watch the first and second one. Yeah. I don't want to go back and watch the first and second one now. I'm good. I've seen all three. I don't remember them. Let's talk spoilers. Absolutely. All right. So tell me, tell me what your favorite scare was. That one sort of scene. Favorite scene was when he was looking through the hole in the wall early on in the film, maybe in the first twenty or thirty minutes, uh -huh. um, and there was nothing to see, but behind him, the demon woman shows up. Yeah, and that, that was a that was a that was really and for me the only jump scare. Hmm. And of course, I'm sitting, you know, on in the same room as you, so I'm trying not to jump. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want you to know how uh, I feel just, about uh, it. It's just a thing guys yeah, do. Can't yeah, get scared. No, right? uh, I mean, it's no. okay. But I mean, 
that was that was a fun jump scare. I enjoyed that. But I thought there were more coming, and there really weren't more coming. The waterbed scene was kind of cool. Yeah, it, it was, but you have to admit, like, there's certain aspects where there's a small tell that's coming, you know. So, in the waterbed scene, really cool that they actually did this, and by the way. And I had read way. about the waterbed, waterbed scene. Yeah, so. um, and it's also in one of the trailers. Oh, so, okay. um, anyway, uh, this kid discovers a waterbed, and he takes the cover off. He lays down on it, and then, uh, after a little bit, this face appears in the waterbed. Which next was to the best part of that scene, too. Exactly, and that was cool. That's just like, oh, man, okay, they so what's happening? ended it there. And then he's on the waterbed, and then... It sort of starts spewing everywhere, the water, and then the hand comes out. I found I would find it more scary if the hand just came out and grabbed him mm-hmm. first, because then there's like a tell. There's the music happening before the actual scare happens. Yeah, and I find that it's there's a lot of turnaround scares in these types of movies mm-hmm. too. You know what I'm talking about? Like the one you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was one of the better ones as well. But it's just like they're looking for something, they don't see anything. And then they turn around and the thing's like right, right in their I face. Mean, you should see it coming, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But I'll, let me just say this about the waterbed scene. I, I wonder, and this is not limited to the waterbed scene, mm-hmm. but this is a demon. How come the demon can't get the kid? The kid gets away from the demon. I know why. Oh, because it's early, it's early in the movie. But it's I mean, a movie. there's it, not, there's non, there's <laughs> no sense in. Uh, but continue, continue, right? No, I was just gonna say. I mean, the demon seems to lose all the time, right? I mean, and I mean, the kid, they're, they're pulling the kid off the demon. And there were so many scenes in this film that just were... It, it felt rather disjointed for the first half, I felt like. I mean, what about the scene with uh, the Blondie song, Call Me? Yeah. And I don't know. The whole thing Very music-oriented. Very music-oriented, and it reaches a crescendo, and then it's almost like it didn't exist. I don't know. No, I know what you're saying. So it reaches a crescendo, but nothing's happening at that point. When the climax of the song happens, the climax of the scene does not. Right. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. And so it, it feels like, you know, where the music is leading you in one way, but the film doesn't follow that. I felt like that could be, maybe they thought that would be more effective than it was, but I felt like it made things more confusing. Also, here's some of my two favorite things. I remember watching The Nun, which is in the Conjuring universe. Which I have not seen. Very bad. Um, but it's funny. So I won't see it. Because you were talking, you're like, the monsters are so bad at, like, you know, getting them. It's it's like, are the monsters just messing with them? Because sometimes <laughs> they'll just lock them in a coffin or they'll catch, they'll scare them underground. It's just like, okay, what's your end goal here? Like, do you want to get them later? Or are you just trying the to, like... The end goal is for a 90 to 120 minute movie. Oh, and here's my favorite thing. So, spoiler alert, uh, a witch or a Satanist is uh, behind all of this. And they were saying, why would she do this? It's just like, well, they have to complete the curse or else... Uh, you know, their soul is at stake. And I'm like, um, it's a witch. I think she doesn't really care at this point. Like, you know, she wants that. The other thing about the witch is that she was awfully chatty. I know, <laughs> right? having a whole conversation with her. And she's, I thought, no. How'd you like that small talk when Ed was came down? She's, she's just like, uh, she's just like, quite a collection you got here. I'm like, come on. I thought, oh, she's kind of a nice witch. I know. <laughs> I like, yeah, but, um, so there's a lot of things that didn't, I feel like I say this about every horror movie, but it's... it's, Yet you keep going. It's almost as if, you know, these things are just so strange. Like, I feel like they pull out so many strange conventions. Of course, people do stuff that they wouldn't do in real life, because how would you move forward a horror movie? But there's some things that were just odd in this. Like, the guy, the old man... Okay, stop me here if you've heard this before, but... 
there's some kind of ominous force, but only one guy knows about it. So they go to the elder, and the elder, you know, very ominously tells them about... And he has to take them down the stairs. <laughs> he's like, oh, how'd you like this? When she was going down the stairs and it was dark, he's like, I have something to show you. So I guess he just speed walks in front of her. <laughs> she, just, she just goes down the stairs and she loses them. And it's super dark. And it's like that way for 30 seconds. And then he just turns the light well, on. Well, that's when you and I looked at each other and I, I knew we were thinking the same thing. Like the guy was just sitting there at the time. Uh, I kept thinking, would I be reacting differently if I was sitting in the theater? Yes, I would be reacting like, I paid for this movie. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, yeah, I definitely I definitely think horror movies are best seen in the theater because, you know, we were watching on, you know, a sort of a smaller screen further away. Yeah. You know, we don't have the comfort of your dog sitting next to you. And, <laughs> or on us. Exactly. And, you know, when we started the movie, it was just really hitting evening, so it wasn't completely dark until probably, like, halfway through. It does... You do need to set sort of an atmosphere for yourself. But this film should have been able to effectively set up that tension factor, which I felt wasn't there. There was at no point where I even, like, shuddered a little bit or jumped. Um, I was just watching um, a movie in the theater... A couple weeks ago, and I already forgot what it was. Oh, Spiral. There was a couple moments in Spiral that were legitimately startling. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I jumped. And if you can be startled, because you're not easily startled. I'm not really either, but I enjoy a good jump scare. Yeah. You find them to be cheesy and almost unnecessary. Well, it's because you see them coming from a mile away for the most part. Um, But regardless, I think, to your point, being in the theater really helps the overall experience. Yeah, probably But. I am glad that I didn't pay to go see this because I feel like I still would have been bored. And ultimately, a horror movie's job, if most of them aren't very quality, is just to be entertaining, right? You want to have a cool few moments where you're like, hey, you remember that? Yeah. That was interesting. That was creepy. But there's just so many dumb things about this movie that just make it more stupid than and sort of contrived rather than anything memorable. I overall i mean i think you know my thoughts on it um is there anything that you have to say about i guess some of the plot or any of the um i guess like how it moved along like what were, what were your thoughts halfway i thought the, the pacing was sluggish yeah it was really um it, it was really very uneventful for a lot going on in this film it was extremely uneventful oh yeah there's tons I of mean, screaming but there's the warrens didn't know each other because either one was under a spell or the other one was under a spell I did think the scene where the the big guy who's like dripping. Oh, you mean in the morgue? No. Well, later on when During Lorraine Lorraine was like I don't know she was in a trance or something. Oh and he's, yeah. And, and he's calling her and he's saying, "Lorraine, wake up, wake up, wake up!" Uh. And he runs and and has to pull her hand off the the oh, corpse. Oh, that's right. That that's was right. kind of okay. I thought okay, we might be getting somewhere, but we weren't. I'd say that was probably the most interesting Mm -hmm. thing in the movie and i guess so the old guy who was the um omniscient uh sort of you know the priest no all guy the priest so it turns out the witch is his daughter and so she's like why would you let her get away with this (laughs) i missed that part oh are you serious yeah well he was talking you know he showed her the picture of the baby and then she's like oh and she died Early on, in childbirth or something. The, the uh, his wife died early yeah. on in childbirth, and then he was like, "Well, I had to keep the baby a secret from the church. I don't really know why." And because well, he's a priest, I, yeah, I suppose so. Are you not allowed to have kids though? Um, no, really. Well, priests. 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking like minister, minister, priest, all that kind of thing. Anyway, so he studies this occult and he sort of is doing it to protect his daughter, but she has a fascination with it. So Lorraine, um, you know, one of the main heroes in the movie is like, why did you hide this? And he's just like, well, she's my daughter. (laughs) I'm just like, um, a master Satanist. (laughs) You're the one who's warning them of her power the entire time. And he's just like, well, you know, I didn't want to turn her in. It's, and he has under his house is the cavern where her like crazy altar is. I just thought it was just I didn't so... even realize they were under the house until they came up out of the hole in the ground at the I end. Know. And I was like, oh, okay. This one felt cheaper than the other ones. And well. let us not forget yeah. what happens. What is his name, Mr. Warren? Uh, Ed. Ed. Okay. Ed Warren. So he has um, the demon says he's going to stop his heart mm-hmm. early on in the film. Yeah. So he has a stent put in. And he has pills to take, and he is fragile. But for someone who is fragile, he is running around. Carrying a sledgehammer. He's carrying a sledgehammer. He is, this this is a pretty fit person with a stent who literally almost died. The man probably does more with a, like, weak heart than I do (laughs) in general. I mean, let me tell you, the guy was sprinting. The guy was yelling. The guy was stressed. He was looking for things. And he was, you know, eventually... I mean, how many times did he get in situations where basically, you know, he would have just like keeled over? Yeah, about a hundred. I know, and I thought that was going to bring better stakes, mm-hmm. like sort of like, oh, he has to be in that wheelchair, right. like you know, he can't be around. Right, he's incapacitated, so somebody else is going to have to save him. Oh no, yeah, no, he's just going to find the closest sledgehammer and start slinging it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I can enjoy a dumb sort of idea or a series of ideas in horror movies because I don't always watch them and say, hey, that was a 9 out of 10. That was A-plus quality. It's more so the entertainment value, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, one of the Annabelle movies was just like this. I never saw any of those, I don't think. Um, I don't know. You might have seen the first one. Mm, okay. I never saw the first I one. I didn't know they were all in the same universe because at the end, he puts the... Whatever it is we on know the shelf. Everything has to be in the same universe. The Conjuring universe includes all the Conjuring movies, The Nun, The Curse of La Lorena, the Annabelle, Anna- movies. Annabelle, and I think maybe they made one more here. And, and I heard that The Conjuring uh, universe and the MCU are going to merge. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, the fan- Scarlet Witch. Yeah, the Thanos snap actually caused. We're kidding. <laughs> actually caused all of these things to come together. But no. Um, yeah, I I am really thankful that HBO Max sort of has this deal with, I guess it's Warner Brothers, it right? It is, yeah. It's a shame it's going to not continue next year. Yeah. Um, it, what's the other service that's getting all those movies? I feel like um, I feel like another streaming service was sort of either developing or coming together uh, for that. Maybe Paramount, that's what it was. Oh, Paramount Plus. Paramount yeah, Plus. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah, still can't convince myself I to know. get it. Same. Yeah, but this one's going to be a little bit briefer. Do you have any other thoughts on the film and what you maybe did like a little bit more uh, in spoiler territory? Um, I'm, no, I think I've, I think I've covered it all. There was, I would just say the opening scene, the opening sequence is, is I, I would say it's effective. I wouldn't say it's novel. It's not anything you haven't seen right. before. Right. Um, I thought the character of Arnie was... Um, uh, better developed than most characters in horror movies. Victim characters, right? Yeah. yeah. But I would say there were a couple of characters, as you and I were mm-hmm. questioning out loud while we were watching this, is who is that person? They never really... I guess maybe if you remember, 
Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2, you know who these other characters are, but they never reintroduce them to you. And there are two females who look very similar. So you and I were confused as to, is it Lorraine and Ed's daughter or is it Arnie's girlfriend? It was confusing. Yeah. I, think, I, I think that was another flaw of this film is that it told things in a way that weren't really readily... Um, I mean, they weren't obviously you know, in your face, understandable. I felt like, so I remember the second movie. You know, I remember it pretty well. Um, and I remember the first movie, but there's certain characters that just kind of pop up and you're just basically told to accept mm-hmm. that they're there for a certain purpose without them being introduced. There's one scene uh, where, of course, uh, Ed was in the hospital after his first heart attack and this person just says, Dad, when he wakes up or something like that. And we're like, oh, Oh, they okay. have a daughter. I, uh, the daughter's here, and she never shows up again. Never. Really? I don't think so. Maybe at their house, possibly. But she doesn't play Maybe a one role. one other time, but you're right. There's no purpose for her. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't play any sort of valuable role in the film, so you're just left more confused. And yeah. I think that was the problem. It, was, it wasn't like it was misleading. Mm-hmm. It's just that the film was made in a way that was unintentionally confusing, and I feel like that's sort of a fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. Because... There's a lot of times where I felt like we were both like, what, telepathically? Well, they had to edit this down, clearly, and they didn't do it enough. Mm-hmm. So they probably had to take out um, any character development or character introduction or reintroduction um, from the film in order to get it to one hour and 51 minutes. And I honestly thought it was going to go more into the legal aspect of things. I felt like... We never even got... Oh, yeah, we did get the end. We got two yeah. small court cases, mm-hmm. one in the beginning and then one at the end. Well, and we do get the, re- the resolution. Um, not played out, but yeah, in the, yeah. In the text. So I was just kind of thinking to myself, I guess it was a different movie than I expected, but probably not for the better. Um, I can't really think of any horror movies I've seen recently that have really just blown me away. Mm-hmm. But I can say this is one of um, my least favorite I've seen in a All little right, while. All right, so how many Zs? <sighs> I'm going to give it one and a half Zs. I don't hate the movie. It's just dry, bland, and very forgettable. I'm giving it one. Yeah. I really worked hard to stay awake in this film. And I want to say that if you're still listening to this 20-minute diatribe on, <laughs> on The Conjuring 3... Um, Go and watch The Shining. It is a far superior horror film. And, and go listen to The Shining, our episode. That's review. right. Go yes. go listen to that episode. Um, but I also will say that Dr. Sleep is now on uh, HBO Max. So my plan is to... Yes, they added it back on June 1st. So I'm going to go Perfect. watch that maybe this week or next weekend. Uh, so you know I can uh, experience what you did in terms of having seen... The, the shining. sequel and the shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. So, um, you have a recommend this week? I recommend that you do not watch this film <laughs> unless you are an extreme horror fan. <laughs> what about yourself? Yeah, I have a recommendation. Since yeah. we're talking a movie, I'll give you a movie recommendation. So, I went back to the theater for the first time in 15, 16 months. Mm-hmm. Something I didn't think I was ever going to do. Not because I'm I'm necessarily worried about um, being back in a theater. I mean, I'm I'm vaccinated and... Honestly, I've had COVID, so I'm you know I should be Teflon. Mm. However, I like to sit on my couch and watch movies, as you well know. You like watching them in parts, piecemeal. I right? do, yeah. I do. But we, uh, with uh, some friends, uh, shout out to Chris and Donna and Caroline, went to see the um, uh, Cruella, the live action, the live action yeah. Cruella, 
And as I mentioned to you about five, four or five months ago when I saw the trailer and I sent it to you via email and I said, who exactly is this film for? Mm-hmm. I still don't know that I have an answer for that, but I got to tell you, it's a pretty good movie. So, um, and that's, that seems really contradictory. I mean, well, it's, maybe I guess it's, it's for everyone. I was about to say, maybe it's for everyone. It's not for children because it's pretty intense. PG-13, I believe. It is PG. It's PG-13 and it's every bit the PG-13, but it's really, really well done. Hmm. It really well done. And you cannot beat Emma Thompson and Emma Stone. You just can't. They're fantastic in it. And it sets it up nicely for a sequel, which I'm in for. Yeah. Well, I'll probably watch it on Disney Plus whenever it comes to Disney Plus. But Well, you can watch it now for twenty nine ninety nine on Disney Plus. I think not. Okay. But I appreciate the offer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's our very quick and concise review of The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, it's not the best. I think The Devil Made Me Watch It. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that you must have been possessed. Um, You know, it's not the best horror film, of course, and it's certainly not the worst, but I would just recommend avoiding it altogether unless you're just a pretty big fan of this universe or movies uh, like it. Um, Otherwise, I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is Easy Talk. Talk.